Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth Ninjas Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Sherpa is having a few technical difficulties, but he will be with us shortly. Ah, here he is. Yeah. And Sherpa. I had a Hello. good intro for tonight, but I missed it. Go for it. What do you lay it on me? Okay. Good evening, everybody, and live from underneath Antonio Brown's balcony. It's the fourth and inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. I mean, he was throwing some nice stuff off of there. It's a good time to be around. Apparently, I wish I'd been a scavenger. So, anyway, how are you, Jenna? Well, it'd be a lot better if the Cowboys went for it on fourth down, but I'm clearly not bitter about this at all. How are you? Wait a minute. You have no right as a Cowboy fan to be bitter about a loss this week when you're talking to a Giants fan. Okay. I will, I will concede there's a one in bazillion chance that Graham Gano ever hits a 63-yard field goal, and that happened this week. I mean, there's a reason his last name is Gano because those kicks are never good, and yet here we are. I was feeling real good about myself. This Giants upset pick was looking great, and then he had to come ruin everything as he tends to do. I was not pleased with it. Well, for the Giants, it's the second year in a row that they've lost a road game on the last play of the game on a 60-plus yard field goal, you recall. Last year they lost a similar game in Philadelphia. No, I mean, maybe two doesn't make a trend, but still it's it's a lousy way to lose a game. It feels like a trend. I would imagine it feels even worse for you. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to a high pick in the – draft next year already I think that's what and hopefully a quarterback this time I think that's mostly what Giants fans have to look forward to but then again they're only what you know a game out of or a game and a half I guess the, technically out of first the place NFC the least. NFC yeah. least I mean that's just it's bad yeah the fact it's that the brutal out there got blown out on Monday night and there they are still sitting atop the division with a two and two record I think speaks to how bad it's been early this season. But, you know, any of those four teams could conceivably still win. But I, I think just longer term, even with their uh, backfield problems, which we'll get into in a few minutes, the Eagles are still Ooh. likely the class of that division. I I don't know if we can really call anyone a class in that division. It's not great. <laughs> it's just I. Um, but, you know, the entire division, you know, basically took a turn on the field this week. So it's got to go up from there. I mean, worst case, there's at least a tie this week. So someone gets closer to winning because the Giants and Eagles are playing each other. So something's got to happen. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Why it's don't bad. we uh, get on? Yeah, let's, let's, I, I mean, I know I brought the topic up, but we should move on. <laughs> Already regretting your decisions. <laughs> yeah. Nine years in and you still haven't learned, but here we are. No. So we do have an action-packed show for you tonight. We'll be here until 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. You get a full hour of awesome. Uh, and if you miss us, we are around all week long, all over social media, fantasyfootballsherpa.com is where you start. From there, you can check us out on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show at fantasy underscore Sherpa, and I'm at JKIM16. So if you need lineup help, you want to staff us about our picks, you just want to talk football, whatever random musings we put out there, there's content. It's good. I mean, depending what you're looking for, but it's mostly good. 
Uh, And we'll be back with you next week on Wednesday as well to get you ready for the week. We've got all kinds of good stuff for you tonight. Game picks, uh, some lamenting about how terrible our teams are, daily fantasy injuries. Uh, We'll tell you who to start, who to sit, waiver wire pickups, pretty much anything you need, we got you covered. So, Can I ask you about your picks last week? Yes, go go right ahead. No, I, I'm not <laughs> going to. It was a fake out. Go ahead. It's all right. You know, my picks did all right against the spread, but, you know, for better or for worse, we had some tough ones there. Uh, but every now and then you got to go out on a limb. I might be doing it again this week. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but we'll get there. Um, this week's games, I really injury. feel like you could flip a coin on a lot of them. We'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, this is a very evenly matched week, I feel like. And, you know, Drew Brees is at home this week milking his his record-setting passing yards and, and the whole nine yards. So we've got two teams on a bye this week, which I guess we should probably mention. Uh, the aforementioned Saints are on a bye, as well as the Detroit Lions. So you're certainly and missing – uh, yeah. <laughs> You're missing a couple of players this week, but we got you covered. Don't you worry. Injury-wise, however, it was not a great week to stay healthy. Um, probably the biggest name this week is Jay Ajay, the Eagles running back towards ACL he's done for the year. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but the Eagles have about 48 running backs on their 53-man roster. That might be a bit of an exaggeration, but that hasn't stopped people from speculating LaShawn McCoy might come back, where they'll trade for Le'Veon Bell and their restructuring contracts. So I would wait and see on that. Personally, Corey You know Lentz if he gets probably. traded to Philadelphia, his nickname is going to become Liberty. I'm not mad about that, honestly. <laughs> I'm actually, you know, I really wasn't into the idea before, but like now I'm sort of on board with it. <laughs> okay. Well, I trading deadline still a few Cowboys. weeks away, we'll see. Yeah, we got some no. Time. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. If if they do that, then the ownership should be indicted for something. Honestly, I think what I'm hoping for it. now is Jerry Jones to just become a, an owner coach. That's where we're at. That's where the team is at. It's not good. Yeah. Um, but the interesting conversations when it comes injured. time to fire him. <laughs> is your it's, pride it's, on IR yet? Past time. Uh, it might be, but you know what? Okay. Um, I'm still feeling probably too confident in my picks and how things are going with my fantasy team. So I'm going to, I'm going to just roll with it. Uh, Matt Breda, interesting situation. He left the game this week with an ankle injury. He left the the facility in a walking boot. He says it's not serious, but the team met with five running backs yesterday. So they're clearly a little more worried about it than he is. He seems to think he's going to play. I think he's nuts, but whatever. I'd probably pick up Alfred Morris if I were you. But, I mean, if he wants to go out on the field, I'll put him in my lineup. Uh, Out in Los Angeles, the Rams lost both of their top receivers or arguably top receivers to uh, concussions during the game this week. Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup, both technically still in the concussion protocol, but they both took part in the walkthrough today. Looks like they'll be all right, barring some kind of setback. Adrian Peterson dislocated and then popped his shoulder back in on the sideline on Sunday, which I thought was pretty badass. He's also listed on the did injury report. Did he go to the medical tent to do that, or did he just do it out on the field? No, I think he just did it out in the open, but neither okay. here nor there. I, he's tougher than I am. I don't think I could do it. Um, he's also yeah, listed I, on the injury yeah. report with ankle and knee injuries, so he's a little beat up. He thinks he's going to play. doesn't think he's going to miss any time. Again, 
I like the bravado out of running backs this week. I'm not sure I'm buying it, but hey, I'll go with it. Uh, Leonard Fournette, however, not going to play this weekend against the Cowboys. His hamstring injury is still an issue. Right. However, Corey, Corey Grant in Jacksonville uh, suffered a list Frank injury, which you will remember your boy Eli Manning made so famous a few years ago. Uh, that's in your foot, for those of you who have been living under a rock. Uh, he's likely done for the year. So, TJ Yeldon, come on down. You're the only healthy running back, and you're getting all the fantasy points this week. Saquon Barkley, uh, there was a little bit of a scare this week. He felt something, quote-unquote something, in his back during the game. I was a little slow to get up after that great touchdown, uh, but he says he's fine. I believe him. I'm going to put him in my lineup. Uh, Lions running back on Johnson left the game with an ankle injury in the fourth quarter. He says he's fine, said he could have gone back in. It was a precautionary thing, so go forth. Giants tight ends. Not a healthy position. Evan Ingram's already been ruled out for the game tomorrow night with a knee injury. Ray Ellison is questionable with a foot injury. So Scott Simonson would be your next man up. He has a hot two catches in his career over the last four years in the NFL. Take that for what that you will. That makes him a perfect so fit. Going to double his career total at, at worst. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald did not practice. It's Wednesday. He almost never practices on Wednesday. He is listed with a back and a hamstring injuries, but he's going to play. Not that I think he should start him, but he's going to play. Browns wide receiver Rashard Higgins is uh, not practicing with a knee injury. He looks like he's pretty questionable coming into this week, which frees up some looks for other people. Uh, in Miami, wide receiver Devontae Parker was limited at practice with a quad injury. I'd keep an eye on that. He tends to be a late scratch when he's not going to play, so just have a backup plan. Greg Olson, however, limited a practice with that foot injury. He's thinking he's going to play this week. Again, keep an eye on it, but he's optimistic, which means I'm optimistic. Cam Newton is probably throwing a parade right now. If you're a Washington Redskin wide receiver, it is a bad time to be you right now. <laughs> Nobody's healthy. Nothing looks good here. Uh, Jamison Crowder did not practice with an ankle injury. Paul Richardson did not practice with a shoulder and a knee injury. Josh Doxson was limited with a heel injury. He's the healthiest out of the bunch. And Chris Thompson uh, was limited practice with what they're calling ribs and knee injuries. So it's shocking to me, but Jordan Reed might be the healthiest person on this football team. Never thought we'd say that. Yeah, Vernon Davis is hurt too, I think. Everybody is except Jordan Reed. It's like he's got a little bubble around him, and I love it. Uh, If they could just start throwing him, that would be better. Isaiah Crowell is not practicing with an ankle injury. He's likely going to play this week. T.Y. Hilton did not practice with the chest and hamstring injuries. Uh, He did not play last week. Does not look good for this week. Keep an eye on it. Uh, Another position that's a little thin is tight end for the Colts. Eric Ebron did not practice with, he wins the award for most injuries listed on the injury report this week, shin, ankle, and knee injuries. So if you're playing injury bingo, you're a big winner. Jack Doyle just has one measly injury with his hip. So I guess he's the more healthy of the two, but from what I understand, Eric Ebron probably has a better chance of playing. I don't understand it, but whatever. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. That's going to go down to game day. Bengals running back to Giovanni Bernard is possibly going to miss up to a month with this knee injury. Joe Mixon's back, so it's less of an issue now, but probably a good time to drop him. Devontae Freeman returned this week and then picked up a new ankle injury. So 
Again, keep an eye on him. He's pretty questionable. The entire Houston offense was limited at practice today. That's only borderline an exaggeration. Deshaun Watson's dealing with a chest injury. Lamar Miller also with a chest injury, which is not really a part of the body you think gets injured a lot, but this season it sure seems to. DeAndre Hopkins has a foot injury. Will Fuller and Kiki Cote are both dealing with hamstring injuries. Everybody seems like they're going to play. It's only Wednesday, though, so keep an eye on it. Out in New England, a lot of guys in, uh, limited at practice, including Rob Gronkowski with that ankle injury, Chris Hogan with a thigh injury, Sonny Michelle with a knee injury, and Josh Gordon with his hamstring injury. All limited, all fine, all going to play. And in better news, Chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins practiced in full this week, so he's going to be good to go, which is exciting since that game got flexed into prime time. Everybody can take a collective breath, finish your sandwich, Sherpa, whatever, knitting a blanket, whatever you all are doing. We have finished injuries. I'm hyped. I memorized the Bible while you were given the injuries this week. <laughs> Probably in another language, too. Yeah, in, in the original. Um, one honorary uh, injury member, uh, team member I'll mention this week is uh, Chiefs offensive lineman, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, and the reason I bring him up, we were kidding about him. We didn't name him, but we were kidding about him a couple weeks back, or it might have even been last week, because when we were talking about people putting Roman numerals on their jerseys, you know, we were kidding that you know he should put MD on the back of his uh, on on his jersey, but the NFL wouldn't allow it, and now he's uh, out for the season with an injury, so. I guess you'll have to. You know, they should really to... let him put MD on his jersey now. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be the right thing anyway, to do. Anyway, I was sad to see him go on the IR. I, don't, I, I think we jinxed him. Yeah. So There's a lot of offensive players, uh, offensive linemen on IR this week, and it is not a good time. Not a good time. Yeah. I don't so think don't any are playing into... in the Cowboys-Jags game this week. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it'll look like that uh, – play the Colts ran against the Patriots a number of years ago and Rick Whalen <laughs> snapped the ball and the guy got sacked. That was, that was, was pretty funny. What a thing of beauty. Like seven on two. Yeah. Yeah, no big so, deal. Um, Nobody seemed alarmed. Yeah. No, no, least of all the, the Colts. But uh, So in terms of waiver wire pickups for this week, running back, you know, either of the Eagles, Options, Wendell Smallwood or Corey Clement, you know, JHI and Darren Sproles are, are not going to be factors uh, this week, obviously. So um, those two have been hot waiver wire ads. I think I'd probably prefer Smallwood just on the grounds that he's slightly healthier than Corey Clement. But who knows, maybe by this time tomorrow they've already traded for uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, Alfred Morris, uh, Latavius Murray and Minnesota has a really nice matchup this week, and he's healthy, and, uh, and um, uh, you know, Cook isn't, so that's that's something else. Delvin Cook is not. And then uh, Ronald Jones, uh, the second, is supposedly going to get more of a role in the Tampa Bay offense this week, coming off a bye as they go up against uh, Atlanta defense that isn't scaring anyone. Uh, how about you, uh, Jenna? Anybody that you'd like to add to the running back list? Um, Ronald Jones is definitely at the top of my list. As far as the Eagles, I know everybody's big on Wendell Smallwood. Uh, I still like Corey, Corey Clement out there. If he's available, I'd pick him up first, but 
those guys in Alfred Morris were definitely the ones I was targeting this week. No Latavius Murray for you? Nah, just nah. I, I'm, in all fairness, I have Dalvin Cook on a lot of my fantasy teams, and I'm not really ready for a world where he's not going to be healthy. I just I'm still sort of in denial about the whole thing. <laughs> okay. So, um, so in moving all on to, yes, uh, full disclosure, as they say in the trade. Yeah. Moving on to wide receivers, there's two that I really want to tout this week, and that would be Chris Godwin with Tampa Bay and Taylor Gabriel with the Bears. Those two guys, both widely available, yeah. both with um, quarterbacks that I consider to be underappreciated. And I think you can look forward to some big things from them both as soon as this weekend. So Chris Godwin and Taylor Gabriel would be at the top of my list. D.D. Westbrook, uh, Blake Bortles did not have a good game last week, but uh, you know he's, he's still out there in a lot of um, leagues. Kiki Kute has been kicked up picked up in a lot of uh, leagues this week. Um, Of course, the cautionary note about the injury that you mentioned before, Mohamed Sanu, uh, Robbie Anderson sighting last weekend, only three catches, but he made him count to the tune of 103 yards. It was nice that he's back from the dead now. It's been a while. I don't know, though. When a guy only catches three passes, yes, it's nice when he breaks a long one, but I'm much more confident when a guy's getting a high volume of targets than when he just happens to break one or two big ones, but uh, we may disagree on that. Yeah. I would, uh, I'd then, throw Dante Moncrief on that list as well. Okay. And I, mean, uh, I had Christian Kirk and Josh Reynolds on my list uh, as well. But I'll, I like Christian Kirk Dante a lot. Moncrief. Yeah. Dante Moncrief, um, he's big on my list. Obviously, he's listened to the show in the past. I am sympathetic to his plate, but uh, he's he's been the most consistent in Jacksonville, which isn't really saying a lot. But he got a lot of targets. Um, you know, I I I'm willing to ride that wave for a while. Quarterbacks, the two that would be at the top of my list this week. Uh, not surprising since I mentioned Chris Godwin and Taylor Gabriel as my top two wide receiver pickups if they're available. My top two quarterbacks that I would be targeting would be those two, their quarterbacks, Jameis Winston and Mitchell Trubisky, and then uh, throw the Baker Mayfield blog on the fire too, if you must, but it's pretty slim pickings at quarterback this week. So hopefully you're not looking for one. CJ Beathard? Uh, Maybe? Maybe? Uh, did, did not make my list. Still on my list. Especially after losing to the previously winless Cardinals. Okay, that was not a banner moment, but there's we can only go up from there. I'm sure there are better times ahead. I'm just not sure this weekend will, or I should say this Monday night will be one of them. But uh, if you, if you must, uh, you continue to stick with them, and I, I just wish I were playing yep. you with uh, a team with him. All right. Um, Listen, tight I'm not end, saying I'm starting him as my only quarterback, but I like having him on the, on the roster. <laughs> okay. And then if you get extra points for having your dad be the GM of the team that you're the quarterback for, then yeah, I guess probably I'll the best it. pickup this week. Yeah, right. there's some crazy and, leagues out there. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, tight end-wise, the three that I really was looking to this week are Cameron Brait with Tampa Bay, Jeff Swaim with your beloved Cowboys, and then Ryan Griffin with uh, Houston. But, of course, now he's 
banged up with a, a toe injury. So I drop him a little yeah. bit further down the list. So Cameron Braid and Jeff Swain, probably my top two uh, tight end pickups. But uh, anyone to add to the list? No, I'm with you there. Okay. So uh, why don't we why don't we get to it with our uh, our top ten lists and start off with running backs? Uh, how about you start us off this week? Alrighty. Um, so Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. I would think yours are probably the same. From there, uh, not, I would think we probably uh, start to disagree. Okay. All right. So right off the bat, I like this. I've got Saquon Barkley at three, James Conner at four, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, and TJ Yeldon. It almost sounds like you were reading from my avoid list. So, you know, um, you just but, know how to make my heart sad. You really do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have uh, uh, Jolton Joe Mixon at the top of my list this week against the Steelers. What? Todd Gurley, two, Christian McCaffrey, three. Okay. Melvin Gordon, four, Kareem Hunt, five, Jordan Howard, six, James Conner, seven, TJ Yeldon, eight, the Chris Carson, Mike Davis uh, combo, nine, and New England's James White, uh, 10th on my list. Interesting. Okay. All right. So Clearly, let's, let's your we see list. some things going differently. Um, I do. Isaiah Crowell, Tarek Cohen, Buck. Well, Javorius, don't call me Buck Allen, but Wendell Smallwood, Alfred Blue, Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, kind of all of the Green Bay running backs, uh, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Peyton Barber, and Mike Davis. Okay, I had David Johnson and Saquon Barkley as one and two on my oh. avoid list. Devonta Freeman third. Isaiah Crowell, we agree on. The Derek Henry, Dion Lewis combo. Kenyon Drake, LaShawn McCoy. Carlos Hyde and the Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, and then Combo, and then Lamar Miller uh, rounding out my avoid list. Well, this is going to be a good show. I'm feeling good about how things are going. <laughs> All right. For how, wide receivers. How about, uh, how about wide receivers? How are yours looking? Okay. I have uh, Adam Thielen at the top of my list. AJ Green okay. second. Tyreek Hill third. Taylor Gabriel fourth. Julian Edelman, fifth. Robert Woods uh, with Brandon Cooks banged up. And Robert Woods checks in at six on my list. Stefan Diggs, seven. Antonio Brown, eight. Julio Jones, nine. And Alshon Jeffrey rounding out my top ten. All right. Our lists look a little different. We'll say that. I would imagine. <laughs> I have Julio Jones at the top of my list, uh, followed by Antonio Brown, and then Adam Thielen, who I also really am high on, just maybe not quite as high as you are. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, pending him, you know, still being alive by, by Sunday, the way the injury report's going. Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and Tyree Kill. Right. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, occupies the top spot on my avoid list this week, followed by Larry the worst Giants fan. Jarvis Landry. Oh, I'm just a realist. I mean, he did have a nice mm-hmm. week last week, but I don't think it carries over. Uh, Demarius Thomas, fourth. Emmanuel Sanders, Corey Davis, Kenny Stills, Kelvin Benjamin, Antonio Callaway, Goodwin, Pierre Garcon combo rounding out my avoid list. Hmm. Okay. All right. 
again, our lists are a little different. Uh, I've got Devin Funches, Larry Fitzgerald, Nelson Aguilar, Jordy Nelson, Michael Crabtree, T.Y. Hilton, Keelan Cole, Josh Gordon, uh, Kenny Stills, and Mike Williams on mine. Okay. Um, quarterbacks, who, who do you like? C.J. Beathard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I've got Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list, followed by Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, uh, Deshaun Watson, of course, pending him playing, uh, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, and Andy Dalton. All right. Um, I have Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, one and two on my list. Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, and the Ginger Ninja, Andy Dalton round out my top ten. Okay. My top 10 avoid list um, made me sad to put it together because it's pretty much anybody I like on a football. <laughs> That's, well, for the most part. Some are pretty obvious. But um, Dak Prescott at the top of my list. Cedar Beathard's not on my avoid list. Somewhere in that nice middle ground. Uh, Blake Bortles, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr checking in, Joe Flacco, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Tannehill. Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Case Keenum. Yeah, tough. It's tough right. out there. Uh, Baker, Mayf- <laughs> Baker Mayfield at the top of my list. Case Keenum, I agree. Marcus Mariota, Eli Manning, Josh Rosen, Ryan Tannehill, C.J. Beathard, Cough Cough, and Josh Allen. So I only gave you like seven or eight, but uh, I think most quarterbacks will have a pretty decent week. Just not those guys. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a feast or famine week, I feel like, for quarterbacks. Like, they're they're very much the haves and the have-nots, and there are going to be some some numbers that are absolutely breathtaking and mesmerizing from, you know, the likes of the Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. And then you very much on the other side have, you know, the Derek Carrs and the Dak Prescotts and Baker Mayfields of the world. <laughs> Just, like, it feels like there's a big gap this week. Um, tight end wise, uh, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list, Zach Ertz, Kyle Rudolph, Trey Burton, Rob Gronkowski, Austin Hooper, Tyler Higby, Tyler Croft, Ryan Griffin, if he's healthy enough to play, and Jimmy Graham rounds out my top 10. So if your name's Tyler, it's gonna, he's going to make your top 10 list. Is that a safe assumption? Uh, not, not Tyler Eifert. Okay, almost all of them. Two, two out of three is yeah. bad. Um, well, of course, two of them play on the same team, so that kind of, yeah, it's a true. Parlay. I don't actually have anyone named Tyler in my top ten. Okay. <laughs> I've got uh, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, and Rob Gronkowski in my top three. Jimmy Graham, George Kittle. I'm clearly still riding this bandwagon. Uh, Jordan Reed, Kyle Rudolph, Eric Ebron, Jared Cook, and Trey Burton rounding out my top ten. Okay, you do know Rob Gronkowski hasn't caught a touchdown pass since week one. Not scared about it. It's going to happen sooner or later. All right. Um, <laughs> my avoid list, I have George Kittle at the top of it, Evan Ingram, which is cheating since he's out, Charles Clay, okay. David oh, Njoku, <laughs> Ricky Seals-Jones, Mike uh, Gesicki, and uh, Jonu Smith round out my 
avoid list. Again, it's a short list, but uh, basically, unless you're, you have a really lousy matchup this week, I'm not, you know, beggars can't be choosers. True. Uh, we have some overlap. I've got Austin Hooper, Cameron Brait, Charles Clay, Antonio Gates, Ricky Seals-Jones, Hayden Hurst, Jeff Swaim, Niles Paul, Nick Vanett, and uh, pretty much anybody who played tight end for the Giants. Literally what's written down here. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. How about uh, reasonable. defenses? Who do, you, who do you like this week? Well, again, very much a, a tale of the haves and have-nots here. Um, I've got Jacksonville and Chicago sitting one and two. Uh, Minnesota at three. The Ravens at four, followed by the Packers. Um, and then I'm looking at the Eagles, the Chargers, the Rams, uh, the Texans, and then the Tennessee Titans. Kind of sliding into the okay, Tennessee. Okay, we agreed. There. We agreed on eight of your list. I have Minnesota, Philadelphia, Chicago, Houston, uh, the Chargers, the Rams, the Ravens, and the Packers are uh, my preferred list. And uh, how about your, your non-preferred uh, list? Yeah, I mean, it's eight out of ten is pretty good for us. Uh, as yeah. far as who's, who's on your avoid? Uh, uh, the Dolphins, definitely. Uh, Buffalo, Redskins, the Falcons, the Giants, the Raiders, Steelers, the Bengals, and the Colts, uh, and the Seahawks. So. Uh. <laughs> All right, I've got Arizona, Miami. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Denver, New England, Kansas City, and Green Bay on my uh, defenses to avoid list for this week. So it should okay. make for a pretty interesting uh, discussion of the games here. I think it might. <laughs> okay. You know, before we get into the games, can I just say my biggest disappointment this week? There's a London game. Was it my picks? Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no. No, it wasn't your picks. It's the... Um, the biggest disappointment for me this week is that Seattle and Oakland are playing each other in London, and they mm-hmm. made it a one o'clock start. The sadist in yeah. me really wanted that game to begin at nine thirty Eastern time so that they would be playing really? at six thirty local time, six thirty a.m. local time. That's fine, but like I, I mean, you're a nice human, obviously. I like when they start early because selfishly, I get you know, to really just, like, go all in on just doing nothing but watching football all day, and I don't feel that bad about it. Yeah. It's a good way to spend a yeah. Sunday. So, uh, there are start, you do. starting off with the Thursday night game, the NFC East rivalry game, the NFC East rivalry game, the Eagles and the Giants. Mm. I really want the Giants to, to win here, but I just see them winning this game. Maybe it happens because the Eagles are not obviously playing up to their potential right now, but I just think that their potential is vastly greater than the Giants, uh, given the current state of the two respective teams. I'll say final score, Eagles 27, the Giants 21, as they manage to keep it reasonably close, but find new and creative ways to kick the game away when it counts. Okay. Well, shocker of all shocks, I'm picking the Giants to win this game. Um. I think they win it by a field goal 24-21. I think that they kind of get to exercise the demon of last week. They're not going to kick a 63-yarder, but 
I have some serious concerns about what's happening with the Eagles' offensive line. It's like they, they maybe think they're turnstiles. You just go right through them. It's not great for Carson Wentz's longevity, and then he doesn't have healthy receivers. Losing his run game week by week, and I just I don't have a lot of confidence in it. And I just think that Saquon Barkley and whoever, maybe you, playing tight end is still enough to beat this team. No, there's no way I could be tight end. I'm not even. Yes. I the kick the kickers look like you know, defensive linemen compared to me. So putting me at tight end in an NFL plus the I fact think, that I'm I slow. think the fear would make you elusive enough that you could be effective. Are you a good route runner? We could have an audition right now. I'm not a good route <laughs> runner, and if somebody uh, ah, um, checked weak. me at the line, I, I would probably be done for the play. So you think so? Uh, You're going on IR after that, time. shutting it down for the season. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be on IR after one play, willingly or not. But uh, anyway. <laughs> All uh, right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, on to the Sunday games. Uh, Arizona traveling to Minnesota, hot off their victory against the C.J. Beathards last Sunday. But fighting uh, C.J. Beathards. I want. I want to pick the Vikings to win this game easily, but this. Seems to me a lot like the last time that I picked them to win a game easily, which was the Buffalo game back in week two, I think it was. So I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Minnesota wins this by two touchdowns, 31-17. But uh, if, if Arizona manages to win this game, I'll be surprised but not shocked. Hmm, okay. Um, I, I would be shocked. I don't think there's a way that Arizona wins this game. Granted, I think you and I see Arizona a little differently. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm going to take them not in a colossal blowout, but I think they could win this. I don't think it's going to be a hugely high-scoring game, but I think they feel in control the whole way. All right. Um, Carolina at Washington on Sunday is uh, the first place Washington Redskins, and it feels really oh, strange to say so that. But, to say uh, that. Don't do that. I, I think it could be a pretty interesting game, but I just I think Carolina is, is a slightly um, more talented at the skill positions. I think they're also uh, significantly healthier at the skill positions. I'll go with the, the Christian McCaffrey's 27 and the Adrian Peterson's 24. I, I want to pick Washington to win this game. Yeah, the, those are the Jordan so Reed. Yes. Yeah. I want to pick Washington to win this game, but even I struggled to find a way to justify that with how incredibly banged up they are. It's really terrifying when Jordan Reed is your healthiest player because that is so backwards. That's got to be a sign of the apocalypse. Um, so I'm taking Carolina to win this begrudgingly, and I'd be much happier to be wrong about this. Um, I'm going to take them 31 to 24. Okay. Next up, we have a game which you apparently see as a defensive struggle, and I do not, and that would be Chicago at Miami. I think Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky's for real. I think he could be this year's version of Jared Goff where everything just suddenly clicks and all of a sudden you're talking about a really high-powered offense to go along with a – a real stalwart defense. So I think they're going to walk into Miami or maybe they'll ride the bus in or fly in, but I think they're going to go into Miami and uh, win this convincingly. I'll say Bears 31, Dolphins 20. 
Oh, okay. All right. Um, I, I do see this a little little lower scoring. I'm going to take the Bears to win 24-20. I'm sorry, 24-17. Uh, it, to me, this is very much a defensive struggle, and I think Miami's 17 points, at least one of those, is coming on a, off a defensive touchdown. Mitchell Trubisky really getting better. He's got his little elbow sleeve on now, so things are going well. Um, but Miami just isn't quite there yet, and I think Chicago is more on the upswing right now. So I think they're going to come into Miami, and you know they're going to they're going to show us maybe they're a little better. Stuff I have Indianapolis uh, going against the Jets, so I think uh, this is going to be uh, two home losses in the same stadium for the New York teams in one weekend. I know Jets are, are favored coming off of an impressive victory at home against the Broncos last week, and Broncos are, are you know, at least on paper, a better team than the Colts are, and Colts are banged up at wide receiver and running back, but uh, Andrew Luck uh, may not be throwing the deep ball, but I think he's uh, looks like he's rounding into form somewhat, so I'm going to go with them to win this game by a field goal. Uh, Colts 27, Jets 24 is my pick. 27-24, you think it'll be that close, huh? Uh, I took the, the Colts winning this 28-21. Uh, I just I, I don't like this Jets team. I don't like what they're doing. I don't understand them. This Colts team it terrifies me how much Andrew Luck has to throw, but they they seem to be getting a little healthier. I just – this doesn't feel like an extremely watchable game. Speaking of extremely watchable games, this next one I think is going to be one of the more interesting contests this weekend, and this would probably be the one game that I would you know, clear the schedule for to, to watch um, of the early games Sunday, and that's uh, Pittsburgh traveling on the road to Cincinnati. And I'm going to take uh, Cincinnati here at home. I, I think they've been impressive. I know Pittsburgh has had their number in the past, but I'll, I'll go with the Ginger Ninja to uh, yes. his team to win 31 to 28 over the, the Roethlisberger's. Okay, I had I had them winning 31 27. So we're actually pretty in agreement here. Um, interested to see if Vontez Perfect will make it through this whole game without getting ejected. Apparently, he's hugging referees before games now, so maybe that'll help. Um, I just I just taking don't a know. flag out of their pocket with the other hand. He might be. You know, it's not the worst idea. It seems to be working. I just, I, I just get thrown out that, for that. Can can I throw a hat? I don't know. Somehow, I'm sure there's a way. And if there's a way, Vontez Perfect will find it. Um, I just think the Steelers team is a little underwhelming right now. They have everything. They should be winning games better, but they just don't seem to want to close anything out. And I think Cincinnati can. Right. Next up, we've got the the London game, um, Seattle at, quote-unquote, Oakland, and then both really at London. The travel isn't really the issue here since they're both West Coast teams. Um, I, I think this game is somewhat of a coin flip. I know Seattle played the Rams really close last week, but uh, I, I think they're going to pull this out, but I don't think it'll be a blowout. I'll go with the final score of uh, Seattle 28, uh, Oakland 24, as they finally beat a California team. Yeah, there you go. Just not in California. Um, I'm no. taking Seattle to win this game. Uh, I'm taking them to win 24-20. Um, it just, these London games are 
generally. We've seen one or two exceptions. Pretty low scoring. Uh, it really screws with people to travel. Interesting to note, John Gruden apparently really bad at it. He had vertigo for a month the last time he traveled this far. Um, so that certainly could affect his coaching. <laughs> I think it gives Seattle the edge. I don't think it could get um, normally, much worse. I, apparently it can. So we're going to find out. Okay. This this could be must-see viewing. I just I want to see what a, a nut job John Gruden, like even crazier on foreign soil, is doing on a sideline. It's going to be a good time. All right, you you can watch that game. I'll, I'll watch the Cincinnati Pittsburgh game and let you know what's going on there. All right, okay. uh, next up we have uh, <laughs> Buffalo at Houston, and uh, I'm certainly a, more a fan of one quarterback than the other in this. And I'll give you a hint: it's not Josh Allen. And I think uh, Houston, in spite of being banged up at wide receiver and running back and tight end, that uh, they're going to win this game pretty easily. I'll go with a final score of Texans 31, Bills 17. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo to win this game. <laughs> oh, you're not. We're, we're at that point in the show. Again, Houston very banged up. Deshaun Watson not nearly as good as people make him out to be. I'm taking Buffalo to win this in uh, a low-scoring barn burner, <laughs> going 24-20, Buffalo. Same thing as our Seattle game. Um, you know, I would like Chargers. to point out that it took us it took us almost 40, almost 45 minutes for me to get to the point of actually exasperating you to the point of no speech. This could be a new well, record. Probably. I, I think I'm silently <laughs> exasperated whenever we compare our top list and avoid list, but I usually refrain from, I, I usually bite my tongue nice when you. it's bleeding so hard I have to sigh when we do the game picks. All right. You can swallow a, a pint of your own blood before you get sick, so I think you're going to be okay. I do. I'm going to be on IR pretty soon here. So you just don't want to play that. Got Chargers. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> next week, got the Chargers um, at the Browns. I know a lot of people thinking that Cleveland has fixed everything and that they're now a reasonable choice at home, you know, especially winning a low-scoring tough game against the Ravens, a good Ravens team last week. But I think the Chargers will solve the offensive riddle. I, I just think they're a much more talented offensive team than the Ravens are. I'll go with a final score here of Chargers 28, uh, Browns 21. Okay. Uh, surprise, surprise. I am going with Cleveland. <laughs> that worked out for you last winning. time. You know, sometimes even a blind squirrel finds a nut in the dark, and I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, okay. clearly all I do is take Atlanta and Cleveland all season long. So like, why should I stop now? Um, so I'm taking Cleveland 27, 21. I think that they, uh, they're a little healthier. I think that they've continued to find a way to win games. I continue might be a bit of a stretch, but they have found ways to win and or tie games. And I think this week they're going to show people that maybe they're worth, uh, worth hanging around here. Yeah, that, that's pretty incredible when you think of it, a team playing three overtime games in their first five games of the season it. and being one, one, and one in those three games. It's pretty. Honestly, by the time they hit their bye week, it, it won't even be like they had a bye because they're going to have played an entire extra football game with all of this overtime. Yeah. Next mm-hmm. up, we've got uh, Atlanta-Tampa Bay, which I think will be one of the more entertaining um, late games on Sunday. Um, 
good matchup. Winston, who I apparently like a little bit more than you do, but I still think that uh, Atlanta is going to find a way to win this game. I'll go with the Matt Ryan's 31 and the Jameis Winston's 24. So um, I'm going to take Atlanta. (laughs) I don't think I was ever in doubt. You bring back Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'll think about taking Tampa Bay again. But until that time, I am firmly off the bandwagon. I'm taking Atlanta 33-24. A lot of fantasy points to be had here. Okay, yeah, my guess is Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to see the field again this year, barring an injury or a suspension, but we shall see. I'm trying to move Cowboys. At least let me have something. need something good out there. (laughs) Probably one of the few teams he hasn't played for yet. but It's about time. Okay, the Rams at the Broncos, and Broncos mm-hmm. looked terrible last week. Um, Rams managed to eke out a victory. Broncos you know, stereotypically play well home at home, but I, I think the Rams are just clearly a much better team right now, and unless they overlook or, or feel overconfident about this game, I'm going to go with the Rams to win this. In a two-touchdown blowout, Rams 31, Broncos 17. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm worried about the Broncos. A little bit worried about them. I don't think this is going to be their week. I think the Rams take them by 10 points. I've got them winning the 30 to 20, um, and that might be a little generous. My nightmare scenario is that the Broncos decide to cut Case Keenum at the end of the season, and then the Giants. You know, Eli Manning retires, and the Giants decide that they're going to fix their offensive line and pass on quarterbacks, and that Case Keenum's reunited with uh, Pat Shermer in New York there. Yeah, that's not out of the question. You know, that that could be a real thing. You better be careful. No. Yeah, it's bad enough being (laughs) pessimistic about this season. I don't want to be dreaming up doomsday scenarios for future seasons. And then they'll give him like a six-year, $90 million contract and, you know, all the money. Because you guys have money to burn. You clearly don't need to build an offensive line or a defense, any of that. There was just something on CBS Sportsline today that said the two two of the three teams that are in the worst salary cap hell right now are the Giants and the Cowboys have the most – Dead money, both you know, just a flat dollar so amount and the percentage of cap. Yeah, it's not a it's a brutal. Situation. But that's the Cowboys' yeah. way. That's sort of how it's always been. Yeah, it, to me, I was surprised they they have a lot of dead cap money for Tony Romo, which is pretty funny when you think of it that he hasn't played in over a season. But yeah, we're just paying him to play golf. Still have an eight million dollar hit for him. No big deal. Yeah. You know, nobody's paying me $8 million to do a job I don't do anymore. I'll tell you that much. No, it would be nice. Uh, next up, we've got Baltimore at Tennessee, and both these teams struggled last week. Uh, Baltimore losing to Cleveland, Tennessee inexplicably losing to Buffalo. The good news is one of these teams has to win this week. Well, I guess not. In theory, uh, they, they could tie, but I don't think that'll happen. I'll go with Baltimore to win a fairly low-scoring game. Here, I'll go uh, with Baltimore 24, Tennessee 21. I've got Baltimore winning 24-16. This Titans team is another one that's just a little tough to figure out. At this point in the season, you sort of feel like you have a handle on a lot of teams, but Tennessee, the games you expect them to win, they don't. The games you expect them to lose, they win. 
Marcus Marriott is not supposed to be able to throw a football, and he is. I just I don't understand it. I just for the life of me can't figure him out. Okay. Um, speaking of teams that can't be figured out, you have the Dallas Cowboys Oof. hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Uh, to me, it's I know I know people think oh Jacksonville dominant defense and Blake Bortles is just up and down and this week he'll be up, but I I don't think this is a clear cut victory for Jacksonville. I think they win, but I think it's a close game, and I'll go with a final score of Jacksonville 27, Dallas 24. You're more optimistic about it than I am. I actually have Jacksonville winning 21-17. This game is not going to be pretty. (laughs) I could certainly see this becoming a blowout. Either way, quite frankly, this is a coin flip game, but Dallas is banged up. Their defense is banged up. uh, The offense is ineffective, and at this point, I'm kind of just ready to get rid of Jason Garrett. So, like, maybe this is a means to an end. If I'm going to lose to someone, I'd rather it be Blake Bortles. Okay. Sunday <laughs> evening game, we've got uh, the Patriots. I, I'm, I'm speechless again. Um, I know you have Blake Bortles, uh, your fantasy team named after him. but uh, Love the uh, guy. It, you know okay, who's not week. my fantasy teams are not named after is Dak Prescott. <laughs> um, how about Dak to the future? Not a bad team name, but you know I I don't really want Dak on my lineup. I'd rather have Blake Bortles. They got Dak. There you go. I've seen a few of those. Right. <laughs> okay. Next up, we've got the Patriots hosting the undefeated Chiefs, and I think this is where the Chiefs. Uh, taste defeat for the first time this season. I think you know, Tom Brady getting Julian Edelman back healthy is a big thing. You know, the Sony Michelle injury a little bit concerning, but James White has been an underappreciated weapon all season. Yeah. I think Patriots win a really close game here. I'll go with uh, Patriots 34, Chiefs 31. I'm taking Kansas City to win this 41-38. I don't see a whole lot of defense being played in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, and I think that the, I just think the Chiefs, I think they're, I like their defense a little better. I just think overall, you know, they, they seem to have a little bit of magic right now and better way to anoint this team as, you know, the next big thing than to beat Tom Brady in prime time. Um, it could happen. I mean, it happened in the first game of the, this was the kickoff game last year, as I recall, and New England was favored heavily coming off their uh, Super Bowl victory against the Falcons, and the Chiefs ended up kind of blowing them out. I think uh, Mike Gillisley had three touchdowns for the Patriots, and that was about all. He, I think he scored one more the whole rest of the season. But uh, That was his yeah, game. Be, that was his one. Yeah, this, this should be an interesting game. I, I could see it going either way, and I'd rather see the Chiefs win, but I'm just it's it's hard to pick against the evil empire in situations like these. That's what I'm here for. Picking against all the logical things. <laughs> okay. Well so far we only disagree on four games this week, so that's pretty good. And yeah. this one we may all I'm hoping we don't disagree on this, but it wouldn't surprise me because I know you love both of these quarterbacks. This is a, t- this a tough one for me to pick. I'm going to tell you that. Aaron Rodgers this has a tough. little bit more of a track record than C.J. Beathard and a little bit uh, better supporting cast here. So I'm going to go with – and they're at home. So I'm going to go with the Packers yeah. to win this game uh, 31-21. Okay. 
Um, I, like I said, really hard for me to pick. I don't like picking against the fighting C.J. Bethards, especially with Matt Breda just thinking he's a maniac out there. I'm into it. Unfortunately, they're going to Green Bay. Had this game been in San Francisco, maybe I could be persuaded to go San Francisco's way, but in Wisconsin, it's real tough to pick against Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going with Packers winning this 27-23, a little bit of a barn burner. I think you stay awake on a Monday night. I actually picked up um, Mason Crosby for one of my fantasy teams this week, believe it or not. Look at you, you know, not being a team player, after the, even though he after missed a million five. kicks. Yeah. Even after he missed a million kicks, I think he's uh, bad just one bad it. game, hopefully. I mean, if he has another game like that, he's not going to be the He can't be that bad anymore again. I think it's physically and week, statistically impossible. I think that was just his one outlier game for the season, probably for his career, but we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, because I had Caleb Sturgis, and now he's showing up on the, the kicker injury report, So, which I prove sure daily, if not hourly. So. I should. It's the only healthy way to live. Mason Crosby was the kicker for the team that I had with the highest points this week among the teams that had uh, free agent kickers out there. So now he's he's a member of Team Sherpa for this week. I hope you sent him a T-shirt or something. He's going to be excited about it. Uh, I'm sure he will. So how about Dan uh, Bailey both had tough weeks last week. Pardon? I said he and Dan Bailey both had tough weeks last week. Yes, tough, tough for my kickers. Yeah. Yeah. So how about your uh, DFS some, picks? And then I have a few wild well, we card some good topics DFS to discuss. Uh, obviously, there's some high-scoring games this week. If you're looking for stacks, I like Houston. like Cincinnati. I like the Vikings. Some good things to be had there. You can do it right for the right price. Just got to gotta scrimp in some other places. Um, as far as value picks go at quarterback, Andy Dalton, the old ginger ninja we talked about earlier, he's a little pricier side of the value, but worth it. CJ Bethard still coming. He's going to put up some <laughs> yards. going to be in prime time. What? What do you, what do you have to say over there? We're talking value, oh, value picks. <laughs> and your boy, Jameis Winston. I begrudgingly put on the list, but he's going to have to throw. Uh <laughs> You think C.J. Beathard like add... and, and Jameis Winston are going to have comparable games this week? I, I like C.J. Beathard better than I do Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston puts up a few more points, but I don't think it's hugely different. C.J. Beathard's going to have to throw. He's going to have to keep up with Aaron Rodgers. Just might occasionally throw to the wrong team. But you know what? Neither here nor there. We are on the C.J. Beathard bandwagon. It's me and him and probably two people he knows in his life. There's a lot of room here. You're welcome to join at any time. Uh, as far as running backs go, uh, Lamar Miller, James White, who you've extolled the virtues of throughout the show, I'm on board with. TJ Yeldon, who's going to get all of the carries, and Chris Carson. Uh, wide receiver, Chris Godwin, Tyler Boyd, Mohamed Sanu, Kiki Cote, as long as he's healthy-ish, and Taylor Gabriel. And tight end, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, and Cameron Brait. And your defenses, uh, Dallas or Jacksonville, doesn't matter in that game. Uh, Baltimore and Tennessee and Minnesota, if you want to get a little spendier. Okay. I have a few topics to bring up for you in the few minutes we have remaining here. Um, What do you make of the Philadelphia backfield now with uh, JHI out for the season? Well, 
from my understanding, uh, Corey Clement is kind of the leader in the clubhouse as long as he's healthy. Darren Sproles it just but he's, he's not. so up and down with injuries. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody is. Um, Wendell Smallwood, I just I think is more of a flash in the pan. I don't think he's he's a guy you can count on all season long. He's more of a change of pace guy. So for my money, if I had to pick one of them, Corey Clement's the one I want. So who would you start this week if your choices were um, Mike Davis and Wendell Smallwood for a flex spot? Ooh, probably Mike Davis. Okay. And you know, we, we kind of talked about JGI replacements before, but... Um, Liberty Bell, yes. <laughs> Liberty Bell. Yeah. I, I meant more just for your fantasy team than for the Eagles' backfield. But, uh, I just wanted to... Just... To think about Liberty Bell again. <laughs> anyway, well, continue. you have to admit that's a good nickname, though. No? Great. Okay. God, can't wait well, to name a fantasy team that one day. <laughs> let's let's start a hashtag Liberty Bell or. Uh, we're hashtag uh, every show. Every show is going to be hashtag Liberty Bell. People, are, man, they are so patriotic over at the Fourth and Ninja Show. You have no yeah, idea. That's right. That's right. We'll be getting retweeted by the president, and we won't know why. You know, stranger things have happened. Not a lot, but some. Yeah, I'd have to scratch my head pretty hard to think of something strange that would be stranger than that. But uh, I suppose it could happen. Um, One thing we didn't touch on. Yeah, that's true. Um, One thing we didn't (laughs) touch on yet: Jamal Charles back in the NFL. uh, Are you buying, or are you die? Are you just? Not uh, on that bandwagon at all. Uh, I'm not quite there yet. I'm I'm keeping an eye on it, but I'm not quite on the bandwagon. Okay. I mean, he's you know the only real backup that uh, the Jaguars have at this point uh, behind uh, T.J. Eldon, so they they better hope that that uh, T.J. stays healthy this week. Yeah which he hasn't really done this season. So fingers crossed. Do you think Jacksonville, well, Jacksonville, I doubt the Steelers would trade him to somebody that they could potentially end up facing in the playoffs. I mean, I, oh, I suppose God, that's can you true. Imagine? And that would be such a different dynamic. That would be fun. I would love to see that. But whereas the Eagles would probably be looking to trade for him if they do with the idea of signing him to long-term Eagles, contract. Eagles can't afford to trade for him. They need an offensive line. They need they need at least two wide receivers. They got a lot of a lot of bigger needs than than running back. I think right now they'd be dumb for them to trade for him. As great as the Liberty Bell nickname would be. I don't know. I I think that's more well. We'll see. I, I think that a running game could solve a lot of ills for them. I, I don't imagine, I can't imagine that their offensive line has gotten that much worse um, in the year since the Super Bowl. But uh, Oh, you'll see them yeah. play on Thursday night. It's not good. It's it's not good. I Somehow I have the feeling that'll be the one game where everything gels for them. But uh, so color me a cynic. <laughs> Granted, I'm the one that's fired off my coach twice during the show, so probably I shouldn't throw stones at glass houses here. <laughs> but well, we I certainly want to hear uh, what you guys have to say. Pat Shermer gets fired, then that'll make Case Keenum less likely as a Giants quarterback next season, so maybe I should be rooting for that. I would take Pat Shermer as a coach. I'd be fine with that. Um, but certainly tell us what you think. Uh, 
you know, maybe Bill Cowher wants to come out of retirement and be the Cowboys coach. We've, we've peddled that rumor for years. We we will be all over social yeah, now media that Jake all Rudin's week back, long. You know, it's safe to come back in the pool. <laughs> and you know that we always are here to help you with your line of questions. If you want to talk football, you want to ask us about picks, we're around. You can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN inches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. Of course, you want to use that hashtag Liberty Bell. We know you're listening. <laughs> Um, we'll be back next Wednesday night at our normal 9 p.m. Eastern going through all the news and notes, injuries, who to start, who to sit, daily fantasy picks, and more. So be sure to tune in then. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Go Jaguars.